You are now listening to the Photography Enthusiast Podcast. Welcome to the Photography Enthusiast Podcast. As always, I am Daniel Lee, your host, otherwise known as Photos by DLEE. Today, we'll be going over a few, well, just mainly one sort of big news topic, which is a new release from Sony, as well as the topic of recognition in photography, which was suggested by my good friend Joey of lastlights.net. So as always, I'm going to start off with just a little bit of what I've been up to personally. I haven't been shooting still, just still sort of on my hiatus, focus more on finishing this game Ghost of Tsushima, if you have heard of it. Uh, it's a PlayStation 4 exclusive. It's about feudal Japan, the Mongol invasion back in the 1200s, I believe. It's not historically accurate, but still a really great game. But yeah, just been mainly focusing on that. Last weekend, we had a lot of rain on Sunday and the Saturday I was stuck at home waiting for an Ikea delivery. So it didn't really get the chance to go out and do anything. But someone like me that does still life, it's not really an excuse because I could always just shoot at home. But the inspiration and the interest just hasn't been there. Next week, I do start uni again, which would be when this is released. So I'm kind of actually excited for that, mainly because I have one unit left. Once I finish that one unit, I will finally be done. Not that I'm the type that studies like crazy and really focuses on my study, but it's more just finally saying, yep, don't have to worry about that anymore. Finally get my degree and never have to worry about studying ever again. That's sort of me. Well, that's it just for actual updates from me. We'll go straight into camera industry updates. So the main one and sort of arguably the biggest one, um, well not the biggest one since the R5 would be that Sony have finally announced their highly anticipated Sony A7S III, which has been there, used to be about sensitivity and low light. Now it's meant to be about supreme image quality. This is a body that's very video orientated and not so much stills orientated. So most of the specs that would wow people are more video related, not stills related i will go over most of the specs though uh so to start off they have a 12.1 megapixel sensor which is the same resolution i believe as the previous one this one i believe is back um bsi so backside illuminated so that does help with i believe dynamic range and apparently it's meant to significantly reduce the rolling shutter effect which i believe only affects video the ios so iso range um is expandable from 40 to 409,600. Obviously on the higher end, doesn't make much of a difference. No one's going to be shooting that high. It's meant to have one-stop um, noise reduction. The, well, sorry, the image quality is meant to be proved by one-stop of noise reduction in the middle and the high sensitivity ranges. And Sony claim it has 15 stops of dynamic range. Once we get some independent tests from places like Bill Clef, Bill Clef, I can't remember his exact name, but photons to photos.net or something like that. He does quite good reviews and quite good comparisons and tests on dynamic range. Video-wise, as I mentioned, won't go really into it, just 4K 60, 4K 120, blah, blah, blah. The most exciting parts that I would say is, number one, the EVF is 9.6 million dot, let's see, uh, where is it? Yeah, 9.44 million dot OLED electronic viewfinder, which is the highest you know, resolution viewfinder to date, which is really, really impressive. I can't wait till they have one in the store so I can actually look through it, but saying that I probably won't even want to look at it because then I will hate my A7 III again, just like when I looked at the Z6. The other most exciting part is Sony have finally added a fully articulating screen. This is big because, you know, like I said, 
even if you're not a video shooter, this is really beneficial for stills. For someone who does still life photography, being able to flip it around and see it from the other side, see what I'm doing, hold pop props in the background or when I'm traveling, actually be in the photo and see what the framing is, see everything, really, really helps. So, you know, pretty jealous of that screen, that's it. Well, the screen is also now touchscreen as well, which is a huge thing. You know, prior Sony are horrible. You can touch, tap to focus, but that's it. There's, the menus aren't uh, control, touch control or anything like that, which is obviously really annoying. Canon does it, Nikon does it, even my M5 does it, but you know, Sony haven't been able to do it up until now, despite having cell phones, which, you know, or mobile phones, which could do it. In terms of card slots, you have dual CF Express Type A, as well as it can support UHS-2. Um, frames per second, 10, up to 10 frames per second with a buffer that su um, supports more than a thousand consecutive uncompressed raw images. All of this, you know, from a stills perspective, nothing that exciting. Um, once there's better tests, you'll be able to see what the low light sensitivity is. Me personally, I think if I had to buy a camera, I would rather the Canon R5 over this any day, purely because one, I don't do video, I don't care about video. So the video specs on this, which pretty much only beat Canon in the 120 FPS part is, you know, the main advantage over it, but it's about, I think it's 1400 AUD more than the Canon R6, which, you know, you can buy a lens and a lot more for that. So wouldn't be worth it. There has been a lot of controversy and people fighting about overheating in terms of the Canon bodies as well as the Sony one. Uh, Dan Watson from Learning Cameras on his YouTube channel released sort of a video today that focused purely on the overheating aspect, which did find the Canon R5 didn't overheat as fast as the Sony. Now he used the exact same method methodology for testing both cameras, had them pretty much right next to each other, and even with the Sony on high, it overheated faster. So with Sony's, you generally have the two settings. You have, you'll have normal heat warnings and then high where it sort of ignores it and goes to a much higher temperature. Now, if I was to use a camera, I would definitely want on the normal heat temperatures. I wouldn't want it on high because it's probably slowly killing your sensor from, you know, and at the end of the day, it's not worth damaging your camera just to get that little bit extra video footage. That's why I can, should have two bodies if you're doing any professional work. So you can switch between the two, give one a break while the other one gets its use. But otherwise, that's pretty much it in terms of news and camera news for now. There hasn't been a huge amount of releases. Supposedly, there's a Sigma lens that's rumored to be released um, exclusively for mirrorless coming out very soon. You know, Sigma focusing on mirrorless, Canon is, Canon is focusing on mirrorless. I don't know, I doubt, I'll be surprised if Tamron does any more mirrored like lenses for, you know, Canon and uh, Nikon DSLRs, but seems everyone aside from Pentax is focusing on mirrorless, which I personally think is the right thing to do. But you know, there's still a lot of DSLR users out there. But I think with cameras like the R5, the R6, and even the Nikon Z5 actually being announced and released, that will make a big difference. And I'm sure more people will start to switch over now. So as I mentioned earlier, our main topic for the podcast this week is recognition. And if we need it as a photographer, this was recommended by Joey as something he thought would be good to discuss, which I agree. So I thought I would try and go into it a bit. I don't know how much I can go into detail on it, but I'll try my best and hopefully everyone enjoys it. So in terms of recognition, you know, and do we need it as people? So Regardless of photography, I think everyone likes recognition. So obviously when you study, getting grades for your assignments is recognition. If you work, you know, your annual salary, 
you know, when you, or even when you go for a job, the salary they offer you getting a job is recognition of your skills, your day-to-day performance, being, you know, rewarded on it or being told you're doing a good job. That's recognition, you know, and get that sort of feedback. And, you know, everyone loves it. Like, I'd, I'd like to find someone that doesn't enjoy being told they're doing a good job or receiving recognition. If you try and look up online why people need recognition, it's just generally a basic emotional need that, you know, every single human has. If you come back to the photography perspective of why we seek recognition, I think it's more just a case of we want to know that this image or this art we have created isn't just something good in our eyes because, you know, you can create something, take an image and think it's the most amazing photo you've ever seen, be super proud of it, but then no one else likes it. Whereas when you put it out there, you know, post it online or whatever, and people sort of give you that feedback, that recognition sort of confirms your thought process of like, yeah, this is what I wanted to create. Other people can see it, not just me, and I did a good job. That's just my sort of thought towards it of, you know, why we seek recognition. So obviously, in terms of photography, there's different types of recognition, depending on what you're doing. So obviously, if you're a professional photographer, and you keep taking images, they're loved by people, you know, you get more jobs, which is a form of recognition of your work. You get more praise online, you know, say Petapixel, F-Stoppers, whatever, posting about how great your work is, that's recognition. And obviously, the more money you make and the highest you charge is a recognition of your skills and your knowledge as a professional photographer. If you look at someone that's just pure doing it for fun, they post their photos online, Flickr, Instagram, 500px, that kind of thing. Then, you know, people comment on the posts, they like, they favorite, they share, that's a recognition because not just you appreciate that work, other people appreciate that work and share it and want other people to see, which is obviously form of recognition. You know, sometimes obviously likes and favorites or even comments, not always positive, you know, especially for comments. A lot of people like to be fanboyish, say bad things about people or, you know, say you post a photo, they say you didn't expose it properly. I don't know why you use these settings, blah, blah, blah. I've heard it myself before a long time ago. That stuff is sort of negative, not really recognition, not in the sense you're looking for. It's feedback in a way, but it's not recognition. The other way people could recognize your work is through awards. So say you enter a competition and you manage to win that competition. Once again, it's recognizing your skills. The main comment, or not comment, the main common thing that we see here is whether you're doing as a professional and getting recognition in terms of sales or doing it as, you know, a hobbyist, getting comments, likes, favorites, or doing it as someone who's really into the art and wants awards, competitions, that kind of stuff. The main factor is all the recognition counts towards one thing, which is your skill. It's not so much you want someone to talk to you or build your ego or some kind of thing like that. It's you want your skill to be recognized. You want to other people to see what you can do and that you know what you're doing in regards to this. So for me, I've obviously gone through different stages myself personally. When I first started, obviously, like anyone, when you first start, you just want to, you know, get recognition for it. You want people to comment, want people to favorite, like, you know, I don't think you ever get past that stage. If someone does comment and compliment my stuff now, I'm really flattered. I love it. Obviously, I like it. But at the same time, I do want it to be honest. What you should also keep in mind is, and I try to pay it forward too, when I first started photography, I remember I used to be shooting nothing but cityscapes. There was this one guy who on Flickr took most amazing photo from the top of Marina Bay Sands during fireworks. So his photos blew mine away. Today I could probably match those, but not back then. You know, this is when I had a 550D kit lens and a 50mm f1.8. 
So I commented on his stuff. You know, obviously your work's amazing, blah, blah, blah. He actually commented on one of my photos saying, oh, great work. Keep up the good stuff. Keep learning that kind of stuff. You know, even though he's probably doing it out of like pity, not pity, but you know, like kindness, you know, you said something nice about mine. I'll find something nice to say about yours. He, you know, did that. That helped inspire me, kept me going. That recognition really did help. That's why, you know, I try to do the same sometimes if someone asks about my stuff. Well, not that I wouldn't say, you know, just find the first photo on their photo stream, for example. Say someone on Flickr was to comment on my stuff. I wouldn't just go pick any photo. I actually go pick a photo that I genuinely like, comment and give feedback. The same thing is when I comment on people's photos. I don't try, or I try not to do the whole great shot, thanks for sharing, or something like that, you know, or hey, want to check out my page, like the typical Instagram comment. I'll actually be like, hey, beautiful composition, lighting is perfect, especially those tones, especially, you know, blah, blah, blah about this scene. I'll try and make sure. It's acknowledged that I actually looked and studied at the photo and actually understood it, not just saying something, hoping that they're going to come back to look at mine as well. That recognition is important because, you know, you inspire others, they'll inspire you and everyone inspires each other. It's a much better, more positive environment for photographers than rather than just everyone going on about their own work or only wanting to promote themselves and only caring about themselves. These days, I try to just upload and post. You know, what I've learned over the years is a lot of the time, the photo you really like and that you want recognition for, you won't get it. I've, say, taken four long exposure cityscapes. Out of those four, the one I loved the most and the one I was hoping to get, you know, ton of comments, explore on Flickr, that kind of thing, I get nothing. I'll get like maybe five comments, you know, five favorites or something. Whereas the one I thought was my weakest image and that I couldn't care less about, that's the one that got all the love, all the favorites, all the comments. You know, it's funny how it works like that. It's always the one thing you expect or put the least effort in and have all your eggs in one basket. It's not going to happen. It's, you know, the thing you least expect. So, you know, it's probably impossible to stop seeking recognition and to tell people to stop seeking it. You're going to always do it, but don't let it be the motivating factor of why you do what you do. Remember, at the end of the day, keep shooting, keep creating your art. That's what's important as long as you are happy with it. You don't need that recognition to tell you that's a good image because you already know it's a good image. You created your artistic vision and you should stick with that. So yeah, hopefully after this, you know, I might get back into shooting. The only thing I really want to shoot right now is another photo of my WWE belt. Because aside from that, I doubt I'll get to go out again this weekend. But I guess I can try and make the effort to go out, use that 85mm more. Maybe get back to start writing a review on the 85mm. But I guess we'll see, you know, next Two weeks time, you'll get to find out if I have because I'll be able to tell you. Now, this concludes this episode. So thank you for listening. If you'd like to see tutorials, reviews, or find older episodes of this show, you can find it at tpepodcast.xyz. If you'd like to see my personal work, you can find me at photosbydlwe.com. All of these links will be in the show notes. Otherwise, you can find my links and everything from my website if you did enjoy this episode make sure to subscribe so you can be notified when we release a new episode every fortnight otherwise thank you very much for listening and i hope you enjoyed it bye